What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You were listening to Lyles Movie Files. I've uh, got a lot to talk about tonight, so I'm not going to do a long intro. What's up, Jace? How are you, little bro? I'm good. How are you? Cool, man. Chief, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, you know. How are you? I won't complain yet. I'll give it a few more minutes, see what happens. And Gunner, what's up with you, man? What's good, man? How's it going, man? Cooling. All right, let's jump into the big news. The Walking Dead is coming to its uh, 11th season. And today, AMC announced that this is going to be the final season of the show. And that's a little bit of a surprise because it seemed like, hey, we're going to have Walking Dead for a while. show's gotten a lot better with Angela King as the showrunner. And, I mean, it's just been cranking out great episodes. Uh, season 11 was supposed to start this fall, like pretty much everything else, but it will not. Not quite sure when it's going to start, but uh, the news now is it's going to air over two years and consist of 24 episodes beginning in late 2021. That's big news, but we get even bigger news because we're going to have a spinoff starring Carol and Daryl. And that's going to begin in 2023. Uh, it's kind of interesting because it seems like Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride's characters will now be hooked up because a lot of fans have been shipping them. I think that's a cool term that all the kids use for a long time because men and women cannot be platonic friends in anything, even surviving the zombie apocalypse. So, fellas, that was a lot to break down. What do you guys think? Are you upset that The Walking Dead is going to be wrapped up? How? Um, <laughs> not this, not this year, not the next year, but two years from now, with a very delayed kind of final season. Chief, let's start with you. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I guess this year I forgot about the whole bag on Walking Dead. Like I didn't even miss it. It's one of my shows that I was thinking about which uh, probably tells the story in itself right there. Um, so they, uh, I guess it's time. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, in a way, we've been returning, waiting for the return of Rick. Uh, I always thought it was a mistake to kill off Carl. Um I think I think it's 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 ran its course. I mean, it's 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 been a lot of years, man. Um, at one point, Walking Dead had been like, even though we watched it, we had been bored out of our minds watching it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Waiting for that that one episode, uh, that one gem of an episode to come through and be like, oh, you know. But in between that, I think they, you know, I guess they were kind of running out of storylines, maybe, or. Stuff wasn't making sense with the characters, so you know, um, I'm not mad that it's going to end. I think everything has to end eventually, and I think they had a hell of a run. So, uh, you know, I'm, you know, the Carol and the Norman thing might be decent. You know, if they can find, like I said, some good storylines for them too. But yeah, it's it's the hilltop. Alexandria, trying to keep the characters focused on, you know, focusing on some characters in between and 
I see people do the same stupid moves over and over. And, uh, you know what I mean? The, I don't I don't know what's going on with this Negan situation, and you know, uh, even though it had picked up somewhat the last time we watched it, but still, it, it's 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 yeah, it's it's, it's time. All right. Uh, Jace, what's your take on it? Oh, what's my take on it? Uh, I like the fact that they have an endpoint so they know, we know how long this is going to go versus thinking, oh, it might have run its course. I, I, I think the story's been good as long, since Angela King's been running it, but now giving her, like, okay, here, you got two years, come up with your own storyline on how you want this to end. You know, there's a spinoff for Rick, uh, which we're, we don't. You don't even have to tackle. Uh, you got. You now know. Unfortunately, we all know now. Michonne. I mean, not not Michonne, but uh, we now know Carol and Daryl are going to survive. So it's like any spin of their storyline is gone. True. Uh, so I mean, anybody's around them can basically be considered cannon fodder because it's like, hey, they're they might be dead because they have to walk away from everybody. Don't stand too close to Carol and Daryl. Yeah, you're, you're red shirt now, uh, hanging out with them. Uh, but again, it, I mean, the good thing is like Angela Kane's going to be on there with with them on this on this new ride for Walking Dead universe, and that's a good thing. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like I, I don't know where I don't I don't know where they're going to take it. I've enjoyed the Angela Kane journey, so I'm I'm on for the ride. But I, I'm I'm wonder two years is probably too long. I, I wonder with COVID they could have just hey let's wrap it up. Well, come they're up. not shooting right now. They're yeah. the season won't come back until late 2021. So maybe this time next year we get the coming soon season 11 of The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, I just I look at like how Game of Thrones like Game of Thrones had that eight episodes. Finale, which I, I mean, I, especially after just watching, I'm like, this could have been 10 episodes, and I think everybody would have stopped complaining about it. 22 episodes of a final Walking Dead season. Well, it's basically going to be like 12 and, you know, 12 and 12. It's just a prolonged 11 season, which is about the same amount as the season of The Flash and Supergirl and everything and else. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, but Those they don't have any of the 22 episodes of any one of those shows, we're always like, okay, this is dragging. They still got a lot from the comic book to pull from, so it's not like, oh man, if only they had some stories to draw on. They, there is still basically like a second half of the series to use as you know fodder for the TV show. So I okay. think they'll be fine on that end. Well, I would defer to you guys who watch the, I mean, read the comic book because I think when I. I stopped paying attention to the comic book was when Javon was talking about how Ezekiel was going to be this dog of a character. And when he came to, it was like he was, and then he wasn't. I mean, he's still a good character, but he's not the way Javon's like, oh man, when they put this dude on there, it's going to be game changer. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, he's cool. I like that. I mean, Kyle Payton, I hear him 90,000 times if I'm listening to Justice League. But, Justice. I mean, but it's also, he's a supporting good character versus this Negan-like character, which I was expecting. So I just said, hey, I'm not going to pay attention to the comic. They've already killed Crawl, which they didn't do in the comic. So let me just watch the TV show and appreciate it for what it is. 
There you go. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like, so they got some good stories. Let them go, and I'll I'll watch it and then read the books after it's all done. All right, AJ King, what's your take on this? Uh, like all good things, they have to come to an end. I just wish they would have brought this to an end four seasons ago. Um, look, Angela King did yeoman's work, man. She resurrected this series from the abyss, man. She she brought this back. <laughs> <laughs> because people weren't watching anymore. They weren't interested. Nah. You know, they really weren't interested. And to see what she was able to do in a short period of time, relatively, um, she made The Walking Dead, for those of us who have been there from day one, watchable again. Um, <clears throat> I definitely feel like we don't need the adventures of Daryl and Carol. We, it's like this story is run its course. <laughs> right. We just don't need any more of it. Like, what else are they going to do? Are they not going to have sex more? I mean, <laughs> Daryl's the only character who hasn't had sex. He's the only character who hasn't had a, he's had a, a love interest that's now buried under like five tons of rubble in a mine shaft somewhere, but he, he's the only character that hasn't gotten on, you know. Um, I can't imagine like they're going to be uh, the 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 zombie apocalypse is uh, not Kang. Uh, what are they? Um, uh, what is it? Heart, what is it? Sam and not not even Sam and Diane. What was it, uh, Jeff? Uh, heart, heart and heart, heart to heart. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that's gonna be them in the zombie apocalypse. They're just gonna they're gonna continue their platonic uh, uh, friendship throughout the zombie apocalypse, where they'll rinse, wash, repeat, run into a group. Present a bad guy, kill some zombies, heavy dialogue, and then they defeat the baddie, and then move on to the next situation. We've seen it; it's 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 run its course. I definitely feel like The Walking Dead has gone as far as it can go. Um, you know, I know a lot of people disagree with that, saying there's lots of story left to tell, but really, is there? Um, you're gonna get the same thing every year. There's gonna be a bad a baddie introduced or a bad faction that's introduced. And our heroes will go through some hardship and some pain. We'll lose some people who are French characters and maybe one, two characters that you actually give a damn about. And then they have the climactic uh, ending where they defeat all evil. And we go back to the same thing next season. This show really didn't need to go on longer than six, seven seasons. Once I, and, that, and I'm saying that because I've gone back and watched from one. Right now, there's nothing else on, you know. So AMC right. has been really running one through seasons, one through whatever. And when you go back and watch the first four seasons, the show really did hit its mark season five, six. What's season they five? What is season six? What was the ending for that one? Was that uh, when they confronted six, I Negan? Think when we inter- yeah, that's when we confronted Negan. And, and I think if, if they had moved, if Angela Kang was the showrunner at that point, perfect, it would have fixed all the problems because that season seven is just like, ugh. <laughs> And I think it carries over to season eight. Yeah. And when she comes on to nine, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is The Walking Dead, I remember. But those those two yeah. seasons back to back, because like she said, there were a few good episodes where like, oh, shoot, okay, I'm going to wait. But they probably could have been like five or six. Absolutely. Had Scott Gimple and the crew who was running the show then that took a dump on it, and if you would have introduced <laughs> Angela Kang, let's say in season four or five, or even three when oh two either when Frank Durabont left, um, I think it would have they would have naturally. It was stupid. It was long stupid. drag out, but when they did that Sophia thing, it was like oh this show is not. But I'm gonna tell you, I like the drag out from the first part because 
had they had gone in the season two going all out action, oh, they no, probably no, no. would have yeah. outpaced themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it yeah. was one of those deals where I was like, where are y'all going? But when they got there, Dude, I was like, oh. I'm going to be honest. I love Shane's dissension and the madness. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what made it, you know. He was great. Um, <laughs> He was great. And then Rick having to confront the reality in his own way that the baby might not be his baby, you know, yep. all those things going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like those elements. I, I, I do. Like I said, I felt like had they ended this season after the conquering of uh, Negan and crew, had they ended the series, rather, after the conquer of Negan and crew, that would have been a good way to stop it. And then you can focus on the franchise, right? You can branch yeah. off into other stories to tell. But here we are in season 52, and we're going to get <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Dead's, uh, what is it, like the, the Archie Bunker's place, the... the they've the, got the, another spinoff going, <clears throat> this, this world yeah, they got the another kids, one. and I don't care about that. It's like, dude, At I all. can't even care about mm. Fear of the Walking Dead anymore, because it's become trash. It's trash. You can't make us care about another, another, another uh, story in this franchise. That's gonna give us more disposable people. We just we we've had our fill. It's it's yeah. a, it's 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 a wrap. It's time. All right. So that that's it for the Walking Dead. Gunner, we talked about this last week, but uh, Peacock has decided to go forward with this Fresh Prince of Bel Air drama series reboot. It actually has two seasons already signed up. Mm. <laughs> I'm I mean. Good wow. for the kid with the idea and all that. And I was like, man, I'm so glad no one will actually make that. But such a good idea, kid. Maybe in 20 years when you're older, you can do it. Damn. Will Smith is behind it. That's the only thing that gives me hope, right? Like, he's in it. He's like a producer of it, right? Oh, uh, yeah. He, he's he's yeah. involved, so. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read up on it. I just heard it on the radio. You know, that classic thing when you don't have XM, you got to listen to it. Right. He made the announcement on, on Tuesday, so yeah, he's involved. Oh, okay, fine. Like well, it might be all right then. Is Quincy Jones involved? Mm-hmm. Is like crazy ass? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is he gonna be spilling tea? I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just kind of like I don't. It just feels like yeah, it feels like there were gonna be something missing, man. But you know. And then they're going to make it a drama. I mean, that's, all that's right. Like, I feel like that's like a YouTube miniseries. But I don't understand how that's going to be any different than any black movie set in modern times that we see or we used to see. Right. Um, oh, especially theaters. that. Yeah, especially what we used to see. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sitting here like, okay, so NBC is trying to just do something that they used to do again in a different format. And we've always seen it fail. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at elves. If I could show you a meme right now, it'd be the meme where your boy Floyd is throwing a bunch of elves out. Elves. <laughs> elves. He's not. My, he, he's so. Gosh, he's not my boy. I mean, good mm-hmm. for the kid because I mean, he got some money off it, right? You get some royalties. This is a deal. I mean, I you know, so he got five million views on YouTube, so he got paid at some point during this whole thing, and I'm sure with a series, he's also getting paid. There you go. Well, how long did the Caveman show last? Because this will last a little longer than that, but two seasons? Come on now. Yeah. All right. Well. Ugh. Time to do the very, very deep dive because I figured this would be a very fun conversation for us here. 
because we're going to talk about this breaking announcement from the Academy Awards where they're like, okay, we've given you a chance to actually be diverse. We've gone through five, six years of Oscars so white. Now we're going to make you actually do this stuff. And this this is wild in the sense of, of like the outrage of course because you know there, there are lots of people who are upset like oh no how are we going to be able to include diversity in our movies so <laughs> i think that that's going to be hilarious but for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about um continue without supporting that it's great all right so the academy announced on tuesday that the best picture category will be will have to aim to better reflect the diversity of the movie-going audience. These standards will take full effect in 2024, when movies will have to meet two of four guidelines to qualify for the category. These standards include on-screen representation, themes, narratives, industry access, and other criteria. To qualify for the on-screen representation standard, at least one lead or significant supporting actor will need to be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Uh, the storyline will need to focus on unrepresented groups, including people with physical disabilities or the LGBT community. So, fellas, I don't know what's going to happen to all of our uh, 18th uh, century period British ah. films that always get on there because it's like, well, we can throw in an LGBT character, but um, um, can we make the, the, the maid or the butler a significant character? I don't know. I think that's going to come a serious reckoning for those where it seems like the voters always default to, oh, this is a Brit period film. What should be a Best Picture nominee? And I know there's a lot of backlash from people already going, well, this is just messing up everything. I feel like they've had <laughs> several years to get this right. There's several. been enough attention. I mean, you know, just <laughs> the entire the decades, cinematic. <laughs> decades, of course. I'm just saying since it became a big deal and it was like the spotlight going Oscar so white and they were like, so what? Now it's time, and they're just going to have to respond and, and actually make movies. They're going to have to make an effort to be inclusive, and I'm 100% for it. I know people didn't like the, the notion of the participation trophy for comic book films when Black Panther was up. I kind of wanted Black Panther to get an Oscar for being a kicktail movie and still being the best picture, not you know, category two, but this time, there's no escaping. There's going to have to be more color. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to see more films like Dune where it's like, ah, we wish we could put in Middle Eastern people for this movie kind of based around the Middle Eastern culture. But now we're going to have to. So You know what this is going to do, Jeff, to man? Me. Uh, oh, my God. You know how happy I am about this? And then, like, Christy Alley's old ugly ass is on here. Like, ah. Well, well, this is bad for the art, the the artist. I'm like, ain't nobody wanted you in a movie since what? Animal House? Like, no. What is that? What was that called? What was that joint called? House Guest? 
with Dude, your boy. Been a, a madhouse. Madhouse. Yeah. Madhouse. Yeah. She's been relevant. Ain't nobody Everybody seen her in a daggone movie since Carpenters. Like, get the hell out of here, It's been 30 years, gonna It's been 30 years since anybody asked you to be in a significant movie and a significant part. No one cares what you think. Go away, Weight Watchers. Moving on. Weight Watchers don't even want to deal with you. No, Weight Watchers don't even want to deal with her no more. That's what I'm saying. Remember? Didn't she do something stupid and then, yeah. Anyways, all I know is this is gonna either this is really gonna get rid of those stupid period pieces where ain't no oh, ain't no gosh. Negroes at all. Exactly. And you know what they're gonna end up having to do? Make movies that we love and watch on Netflix. That we watch. Netflix, Netflix crosses yeah. all those Netflix checks all those marks. You know what they they're gonna do. have to do? Maybe award some things to Netflix and Amazon and Hulu. Well maybe Amazon. Well, I mean they've been doing but that, Amazon. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Maybe those some of these movies are going to win now because guess what? <laughs> Welcome to the sign of the times where these movies are already made here and right. no one goes to see the other crap. So what you going to do? Chase, what's your take though? on this? Uh, oh. What my take is going to be is you're going to see this magical new Oscar-like uh, award show for more traditional movies. <laughs> Mm. Uh, with the popular uh, PC culture of Mm. left-wing Hollywood, of course. The the QAnon Awards. Oh, God. Maybe they just make the Screen Actors Guild and all those other movies. But the Screen Actors Guild always is like, they actually are the ones that were like awarding Black Panther awards for Best Ensemble. It's like, the actual artists want to, but it's like the old voter which we've we've talked about for years during this podcast is like the Oscar traditional Oscar voter is older and not diverse. And the better idea was like, I mean, it's like, Hey, we actually have it. So some of these guys phase out because they're just going to vote for stuff. They loved when they were in their twenties versus any of the new stuff that has CGI and people actually go and pay lights on like Gunnar was saying, but now it's like, okay, we want to actually, if we want to make our award show relevant, we need to get people to watch this thing, and we need to have stuff that actually represents the changing demographic and what puts food on our tables. So this is a smart play. Um, I, I mean, like, but I still think there will be some kind of, like the Martin Scorsese's of the world will be like, yeah, I'm really not mm-hmm. feeling that. I'm going to keep making movies, you know, and I'm going to get my <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Hey, does, does Avatar even be around in 2024? Well, I mean, I'm, we're not wishing that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. So I, I think you're going to find like the British movies will go to this new award show, and they'll be like, mm. "This is what we have. We don't. We're not changing for this changing demographic. We're going to make the movies that we want to see that no one else in the world wants to see." So what happened to Avatar and Avatar 2? Like, hey, Avatar, blue people they, they've got colors. Blue lives blue, matter. Blue they lives will matter. Exactly. We're talking about an indigenous people to another world. See? <laughs> Underrepresented. Done. <laughs> James well, Cameron was ahead of the time. Ahead of the game as usual. Right. But Jace, I think right. you're right. They're going to introduce the... Uh, what could we call this award? Ah, the annual. We're still making. Uh, we're still making movies for our Target Awards. So, F you and your diversity award. 
Um, I also feel like, Gunner, you could chime in on this one because you know we've had this conversation. There's going to be a lot more magical Negroes in these films. Lord. I think Lord. there will be a lot more magical Negroes in these films. Whoopi Goldberg going to have a field day. She's, she's going to be like, yeah. Ah. Can't wait. All right, Chief. What do you think about this? Is this going to get you into watching more of these Oscar-nominated films that you never watch now? No. <laughs> I never watched. You know what? I never watched that. I, I, I've never been the type for someone to tell me how great a film that I like or not. Because most of the films that I like anyways don't make the Oscars anyways. But True. who's to say that I didn't feel like it was a great film? You know what I mean? It's one of those mm-hmm. things that's like, mm, you know, y'all, y'all doing your thing over there, but I already know what I'm interested in or what I like. or You know what I mean? So it may not be up on us. Some of those things are so really pooty. And you're like, ah, this is, you know, this is Oscars. You know what I mean? This is, you know, and then, like, let me ask you, I, you guys, I guess you guys, you know, Jeff, you watch movies and things, but no one in my circle has ever called and been like, yo, dude, you need to see billboards, son. You know what I mean? Like, no one has ever, I've never gotten that call. Like, billboards was it. Um, so, all that Oscar jazz, you know, eh, I don't, I don't get into it. If they, you know, if they had never brought blacks in or whatever, and I get why people are mad, but listen, the movies I watch, if I think it's good, that's all I need. I don't care if you never, you know what I mean? Like, eh, some clubs, I don't care if I'm a part of. Eh, to, to, that was one of them. I don't know. That's just <laughs> me though. I just. You know what I mean? I didn't watch it. I don't even, but I don't, but here's, but here's to say this on, on the flip side of that. I don't even watch like the BT Awards or no garbage like that. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm that guy. Hitting in the war. Yeah, yeah, I, you know. So, it is what it is. All right. So, ESPN is continuing to realize that maybe certain people are not the best spokespeople for uh, certain things. Hank Williams Jr. is out once again from Monday Night Football. And we're not going to be ready for some football. We're going to be ripping it up with Little Richard's 1956 hit that's going to introduce the games. It's going to have a new musical arrangement by uh, the Butcher Brown. And um, we'll still feature Little Richard's voice. But uh, Hank Williams will, will no longer be there. ESPN probably didn't want to have a guy who uh, was was reminiscing about what would happen if the South had won. Um, Shocker. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> it, it's not about racial justice. Mm-mm. It's just with no friends or rowdiness in the stands, execs thought the song might seem awkward. I'm just going to go with, sure, whatever we need to get the dude off. That's fine. So... Javon, Too many niggas did. playing football. <laughs> look, I ain't never look. That's <laughs> a Monday night party. Ooh. Ooh. Hanging in the circle tonight. 
God. I ain't never been for that dude, man. Look, look. I don't like that song. I, I remember. Like, drunk. <laughs> no, go ahead, Gunner. What you say? I was like, I only like that song when I'm pissed drunk. Thank you. Fuck. I'm sorry. I, it, bump that. Bump that. Um, look at man. I at one point in time, I thought they was gonna bring Kid Rock up there, and Ted Nugent didn't have the the Monday Night Anthem the way they were going in the season of of, of Kaepernick because the the NFL drew a hard line in the sand. And they here's the thing: they had owners like Kraft, and um, I'm trying to think of who else was out there with their players kneeling uh, Jerry Jones. on the sideline for the anthem. Jerry, oh, Jerry Jones, right? Performance um, for for a sec, right? Performance up. And um, I thought, okay, this is not going to come without some backlash, and people are going to uh, people are going to step back their stance. Here we are, fast forward, what four years now? Four, four, three, what three, four years? Mm-hmm. This that was what the sixteen seventeen season, yep. So let's say yeah, four years now, and here we are in the midst of of black people still dying on a monthly basis at the hand of police, and and and, and still facing systemic racism. Like that's ever gonna like that's gonna change. Um, and the NFL is you know late to the party once again on all things, and they're saying, well, we need to have some diversity. Oh well, look here, look, you can't have it both ways. You can't. Have one t- one toe in the pool of appeasing your 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 fan base that really doesn't care about Black Lives Mattering at all, and also appealing to those who who do care about Black Lives. You can't have it both ways. You're either all in or you're all out. At this stage, I'd rather you just be all out and and, and say, hey, yeah, we catered to Trump, and yeah, we we buckled at his women, we blackballed Colin Kaepernick for doing something then that the whole NBA is doing right now. And not not only that, the WNBA, Major League Baseball, hey, even at Formula One, even Formula One had taken these <laughs> in support Hockey. of Black Lives. Hockey. 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 Come on, Gunner. Hockey. Come on. You, Hockey, you know what I mean? Man. Well, they blew every black player ever. <laughs> what? You cannot have it both ways. And I'm like, Gunner, by the way, I'm waiting for that hockey that black hockey superstar, that the Wayne Gretzky, the black Wayne Gretzky, I'm waiting for that because that's going to piss a lot of people off. Whatever. Um, they had one who was pretty good. Well, for they had Jerome one. And, yeah, he was in Boston, yeah. now, right? Um, they had I Jerome. And, I think his name Jerome. Is good. I can't say his last name. Yeah. But he was with Cowboys. Yeah. For a yeah. But he's Stop not. It. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm thinking about like that Mario. He that transcendent. Hockey yeah, superstar. that guy that's like he's the he's the Tiger draw. Woods of the hockey. Tiger, he Tiger, 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 Tiger Woods, and, y'all. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah come in and just be like, like a very tough gig Absolutely. for a black breakout superstar like that because it's just it's too expensive. And exactly, it's like baseball. Uh, people yeah. said that about golf, sir. People said that about golf. But they golf, do. you don't need more people. You could do mm-hmm. golf. Hockey, you need other people to play against. You need to, you know, access to the ice rink. Coaching, ice, yeah. yeah. All right. It's I'm like a building the black. Y'all. That's all I got. Go for it. I hope so. Dog, country club, all that shit. Dude. Country club, please, yeah. are not cheap, dude. Seriously. What if I have a black day? Uh, like, like who, who we had as a young black brother coming in at tennis other than Gail Monfields? He's French, but American black brother oh, yeah. uh, other than James Blake, dude. It, and, and when you magnify the cost of what it takes to build a tennis pro, 
I got a daughter that's trying to play tennis right now, and dog, that is full. Hey, a racket, a good racket is how much? Two hundred bucks. Yeah. And you think how fast <laughs> it takes for you to to become catered to as a young black kid in football and basketball. Absolutely. Like they got you at a certain age where it's like, oh no problem. We'll take care of that for you. You're good. And you know, we we got you. And so mom and dad don't have to foot the bill for all those costs. Right. Versus hockey like you know it's exactly like hockey and and, and, and golf Mm -hmm. and freaking tennis, man. These these sports require training early on. It's not like basketball, as I always say this. If we got a basketball court and a basketball in any any area in any 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 point across this country, you got your next basketball phenom. Kids, the kids are gonna play AAU, but the thing is, as long as this kid has a ball and there's a hoop available, he's gonna be a ball star. He doesn't really need you know. I, I can't tell they you how many ball else. players. Yeah, you know, just sit there and learn how to shoot free throws. He'd have a job in the NBA. Right, right. You know, it, it, it's different. You know. With that said, back to the original point, man. Um, the NFL can't have it both ways. The hell with them. And I mean, granted, I'm saying the hell with them, but I'm still gonna watch tomorrow and Sunday all day. You better but believe it. I love football. You better <laughs> believe it. It's yeah. just Goodell and, and the and the crew. Y'all can't have it both ways. At least they're doing a better than normal response on it. So I'll have to take that slow, slow, slow progress in them. You gotta um, take it slow because we you've been terrible for so long. You gotta have a start point, right? Yo, guess what, fellas? You're right. But uh, Christopher Nolan saved Hollywood. Did y'all hear that big uh, news? Maybe you missed it. So anyway, he released that himself. Well, well, Tenet earned twenty million dollars over over Labor Day weekend in two thousand eight hundred and ten reduced capacity theaters. Yes, is that a good thing? Like, back off. And that, that like, you know, the low. fact that you're asking, is it a good thing, is part of the whole problem with this in the first place. Right. It wasn't like, oh, man, because he really, really, really wanted his movie to come out. Everybody decided, yes, I'm going to go to the theater, possibly get this killer virus that we've known about for a long time. And, you know, really be excited about it. And um, with reduced capacity theaters, I think, I think that for a movie that had Blockbuster written all over it, that probably would have had 50 million, maybe 70 million in a normal movie environment. For it to get 20 million shows, even, I mean, 2,810 theaters is a pretty decent amount for a film, especially in this era. But that's not like, oh man, that that's not a small amount of theaters. I mean, some theaters are literally opening just so they could put ten in it. And right. to get twenty million dollars that's not that's not anything. And I think it's gonna make other studios that have been holding films like Wonder Woman, uh Warner Brothers, Chief. I know you're excited about the the possibility of another delay for Wonder Woman, but I mean for twenty million dollars is it worth it? And if, let's say, no. 10 people get COVID and die because they no. went to the theater, that's terrible PR and is not worth $20 million. I, 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 let me be wow. first, first to speak on this one, y'all. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's like if Denny's were to say, yeah, nigga, we, we the number one restaurant from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. 
So ain't nobody else open, stupid. Congratulations. You, you know? <laughs> like, look, patches, break your elbow, patting yourself on the back for that. But the thing is, if Tenant had opened in a normal weekend where other movies are out, had been out the previous weeks, and other had to face competition in its opening week, that the numbers wouldn't have looked the same. I keep saying this, and Hollywood has to embrace a simple fact. Netflix has already killed network television. It's killing it. I'm not going to say killed. It's killing network TV. Right now, network TV has all of, what, three shows to hold on its shoulders, and one of them has been on for half a, uh, more than a decade and a half, and that's CSI. Uh, not CSI. What is it, NCIS? No. The other the thing, had to ask that question. <laughs> right, right, Gunner? The other one is what? The, the business of the CSI uh, Milwaukee. Look, these shows don't matter. Anything that's coming on Netflix, hey, the country was magnetized by the show, the, 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 the mini docuseries about the weird old Tiger Man in, 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 in the South, whatever his right. name was, the Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Right? That these when Netflix pops something off, man, it is number one with a bullet. People watch Bird Bird Box was a topic of conversation, and I watched Bird Box all the way through, and I can't even tell you what this is about. I didn't care. You can't look. Could not care less. Can't look. I don't want to look because it's stupid. Um, Netflix is kicking ass across the board. Studios need to get with the times and, and understand this. People are home. People are desperate for content. They're tired of watching desperate. their favorite reruns of shows. If you were to put, if I'm Warner Brothers, hey, man, bump it. I'm going to put uh, uh, Wonder Woman uh, 84 out and see what the response is. You're going to make $100 million probably in two weeks. Yep. I think. Hey, what so. did Milan do? Yeah. I was just about to say that since you asked. It seems they haven't released any numbers. But uh, Mulan's release led to a 60 eight percent increase in disney plus downloads so you factor in their normal seventy dollars to get disney plus then an additional thirty dollars for mulan i'm not great at math but i think they did a pretty decent amount of business there probably maybe maybe in the grand scheme of things more than 20 million dollars if they even made break even twenty million dollars right there, man. I mean, could you imagine? Like, okay, so you made the same amount by holding back your crap that 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 Disney Plus made off of Mulan. Do you, do you my fault. My that? fault. I'm sorry. I have numbers. I have numbers oh. according oh. to Brandon Katz, oh. a film <gasps> observer, who said that one point one two million billion U.S. households watched Mulan over a four day span of Friday to Monday. And if every account paid, I'm sorry, with those 1.12 million watching the movie line paying 30 bucks, 30. that resulted in a 33.5 domestic <laughs> opening weekend for Mulan. I am definitely the type to tell so you. So it seems like Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers may have made a miscalculation. You think? That's hilarious. Yeah. That wasn't Warner Brothers and Christopher Nolan. That was Warner Brothers for not telling Christopher Nolan to shut up. That's true. I mean, That's yeah. true. I mean it's like you, you haven't heard Patty Jenkins like, hey, you know, Wonder Woman 84 needs to be in theaters right now. 
she's she's always been like whenever whenever we can get it to theaters that's the way i prefer to, for people to watch it so yeah. she hadn't acted like a spoiled brat like uh nolan has about it she's been like listen i know it's crazy dangerous so uh yeah we're just gonna do the thing it's like i mean and especially if you know you have a blockbuster it's like mm-hmm. i understand i mean as much as i complain about black widow and some of those other movies it's like if you think you got a block a blockbuster that you want blockbuster numbers have a little patience and say, hey, we're not releasing it till it's time for people to go back. But if you want to have, like, I mean, a short, like, hey, you can make $150 million if you put it in, in theaters next year, or you can make $20 million, maybe $35 million during your run before we have to put it on, you know, DVD or Blu-ray or streaming to make up the money because we've already invested $100 million in this movie. It's just like, we, it's, how much, I mean, how many, how much of a write-off do we have to use as a studio for us not just telling you to shut up? And that's on Warner Brothers. And, like, anybody else as smart is just like, hey, we are, unless we know we can make Disney-like numbers, well, like, unless we have a streaming platform. Like HBO Max, maybe? Like, if you're like HBO Go, mm-hmm. and you can say, hey, we'll put, we'll front you the money. I mean, because I think Warner Brothers and HBO are all the same thing, but it's like, we won't take it a loss on this. Yeah. Like, but it's like, hey, we use that to sell HBO Max. Before. They could have done the exact same thing. Disney was like, yeah, you can get Mulan, but you're going to pay extra for it. People were like, that, we want a new movie. Right. And if 1.12 million people watched it, clearly people wanted to see it. Now, that's not the 70 million that Mulan was estimated to bring in in theaters, but you can't count any movie by normal standards. During Corona, okay, but if you, if you say 1.75 million extra downloads, they probably downloaded for that $30 movie, which means you made what in the neighborhood of what is that 47? Yeah, 40 around 47 mm-hmm. mil. It's like you beat Christopher Nolan right there, like you beat Tenet right there. So you have hard numbers, like this is what we need to do. Like, a worldwide Tenet made the 30 million, I mean, for the actual a movie, you also got them hooked for the service. So you're talking, what is that, 84? Did you have to pay for Disney in a, a, a yearly subscription in one, one bite? Uh, I think you do, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, you do monthly. No, you do monthly. Oh, you can? Monthly, it's more yeah. expensive, though, right? I don't care. I was paying seven bucks a month. Uh, okay, okay but, but again, I already know. It's like, no, so, and that, it just, if, Saying that, that means people pay thirty-seven dollars. There you go for that movie, which means my number. I'm I'm not gonna even try and do the numbers right now, but it's like we probably made an extra fifty million dollars on this movie by releasing it, just like Trolls Worldwide did. It's like we have proof that this is the way to do it now. Like we're done right now. Stock went up, by the way, guys, when that joint released. Like I was staring at. I'm like, oh, that's Milan. Like I was looking at Disney stock, and I'm like, oh, that's Milan. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. In in, in the normal environment of what would have been 2020's summer movie season, Tenet would have been top on some people's list, not on others, right? Mm -hmm. Had we got the normal release list, I'm pretty sure there are other movies like Wonder Woman that would have been top of the heat. James Bond. James Bond. Can you imagine if these were the films that would have went the the on-demand VOD route? 
I think the numbers would have been a, a lot higher. A hell of a yeah. They they could have done that, but it, it's they're just like hoping that things get back to normal and assuming that things will work out. But I don't think that's very smart. All right, one last thing, Chief. And what's your take on this first? You're a fan of RoboCop first original film. What was that from the eighties? Yeah, that one, eighties version. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, hell yeah. All right, now you're fired. Wasn't that where you fired? Dude? I'll take that. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, that's yeah. that one. So. I'm gonna have, let's let's have a little fun here. Tell me four characters that you remember their names from from RoboCop, and I'm, I just want to hear that from you first. Clarence Barker uh, the third. I I remember what was it Dick? Dick was the I Dick don't remember Jones. his last name, but I think Dick Jones. Dick Jones. Uh, All right, Chief, well, was, you, you have proven proven me incorrect here. There are plans right now for RoboCop prequel TV series about Dick Jones. What? What about Dick Jones? We mean that. We don't need this. What? Here's the thing. I mean, you know what? You know what? How he did OCP and all that. You know, he was a good character in that movie. I can see that. It was a great character movie. I'm talking like 40 years later, no, but, you know, I could see that. If they would have did this in 1989 prior to RoboCop 2 coming out, yeah. it's like, hey, here's some backstory. Now, right. Okay, but in 2020, who gives a shit? You already ruined the RoboCop remake movie. Oh, we don't I have need no memory Who's going to play Dick Jones, yeah, right? Yeah, because any dad the dude that was dude was old and gray then. I mean, he can't. It's supposed to be a prequel, so it have to be younger anyway. How sway? Might as well do one for Clarence. Clarence. Clarence I would watch the movie with Clarence and his crew. Actually, I would do that. I still don't think I'd do I would watch Clarence bitching Lee Bodiker's story all day, <laughs> all day. Clarence. <laughs> It's in the movie. It's in the movie, folks. Where Clarence, see, it would meet the Oscar standards because Clarence had a diverse crew. It totally would. He had that jive turkey. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I'm gonna tell y'all something we funny some too. Hey, Gunner, go back and watch that dude, man. He looks stunningly like Vince Carter. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I don't does. need to go back. I can see it in my in my head right now, dog. <laughs> The laughing hyena dude. Listen. What about the other brother? The other brother. The only good brother in there was like the sergeant, but what was that other brother that was like the OCP, like nerdy dude, man? Oh, man. What was his name? Jacob Johnson. Of course he had a black name, name. Johnson. (laughs) Probably Johnson. Was it Johnson? Keep things simple. All right, fellas. Hey, Jeff, I'm sorry. All right. No, we're going to wind it down here. Um, but the chief, I had to ask one one more thing for you. Henry Cavill Super was trending on social media. His fans demand a Man of Steel sequel. Did you start that up? Nah, the, the Man of Steel is it? So there is going to be a sequel? You know, I mean, they clearly see the power of going to Twitter and making things happen with Warner Brothers. So, you know, word for the Snyder cuts. They're like, listen. Let's get Henry Cavill in a Man of Steel sequel. So I was just curious mm. if you were the one that got this started. No, I wasn't. But maybe maybe the collective, our collective voices uh, reached someone who was who somebody. 
and got it and got it started because it needs to be started. Yeah. That's for damn sure. <laughs> All right, well, fellas, let's wrap this bad boy up. Who are your nominees for dummies of the week? Jace, why don't you start? Oh, okay. My dummy of the week <laughs> is Mr. Tory Lanes. Um, after he decided to get uh, go to a party and uh, shoot Megan The Stallion in the foot, he sent her a couple texts saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I was a little too drunk, so I shot you in the foot." I'm sure the district attorney's gonna love seeing those t- tweets or text messages. Like, really, dude? You were too drunk, so you shot a girl in the foot. We got some prison time coming for you. So, yeah, Mr. Tory Lanez is my dummy of the week. Okay. Um, mine is the Korean Empire, known as the Lucasfilm diversion of Disney, that works on the Star Wars films. Because Daisy really confirmed there were plans for Ray to be related to Obi-Wan Kenobi instead of the Emperor. Yeah, you know when Obi-Wan actually said, now your journey begins in The Force Awakens, and then we never mention Obi-Wan again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I also saw the video, it was like, Kathleen uh, Kennedy's like, oh yeah, we always wanted to be Palpatine. And it's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> Did Daisy really like, why, why are you lying? <laughs> oh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> but, uh, you mean the lead star of your story didn't hear anything about this until the third movie? Hmm, yeah. sounds suspect. Mm, fishy. You got a nominee? Jeez. Oh, uh, I guess one of my nominees would be the guy, I think the guy, what we were talking about earlier, the guy who decides to write a book uh, has information and holds it until this book time. Um, Woodward. These, these Woodward. guys just piss me off. Yeah, yeah I, these guys, man, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm, I'm going to hold on to that until it financially benefits me. Uh, so, I think those are, that is my first dummy of the week. And the second dummy of the week, to be honest with you, fellas, is my dumbass. I keep participating in these Omaze charities. Like, I'm a witch from out here. Checking, and it's always some, some dude in Arizona. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Uh, or some kid, some kid who you know is not going to be able to afford the insurance on a car. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna be able to afford that car, cuz. So, uh, yeah, man. So those are my two dummies, myself and good old Bob Woodward. Thanks, thanks for sharing. Uh, for thanks for book. looking out for America. This, this information, yeah, this information would have been great cause at the height of the. Uh, you know what I mean? It would have saved lives at the right. height of the. Uh, yeah, back in February. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, Gunner, you got one? Uh, I mentioned it earlier, Christy Alley, who, again, hasn't been in a movie since we were, like, five. And, you know what I mean? Like, talking this mess about, oh, oh, the Oscars. This is so, this diversity thing is bad for the artists. I'm like, good Lord. Sound like every 80s boss <laughs> with the fruit of action. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> She also the last time she was relevant. That makes sense. That is fair. 
her replacement, <laughs> her replacement role for Cheers was that long ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got two this week, fellas. I'm going to start with number one. Well, three. I'm going to start with uh, number one. Uh, the ladies with the Odell Beckham uh, likes doo-doo on mm. his face, whatever. It's like, look, bros, I understand this is what y'all got to do to get your money in this world. But the, we don't believe you. You need more people. Hey, look, I, Odell is uh, an interesting character out here in the world, you know, especially in the sports landscape. But I sincerely doubt that coming from y'all, you're the most reliable sources that this guy likes doodle in his face. And, and, and even if he does, you know, what do you save that for the book, you dummy. Don't give it away for free. <laughs> Clearly. Don't give it away for free. Clearly. <laughs> right? Right. Right. Number two. Wrote that so you didn't have to mess up. <laughs> Number two, Spotify for paying Joe Button, who has one of the top hmm. podcasts in the podscape landscape, the podcast in, in the podcast landscape, um, trying to pay him off in Rolex watches and like cell phone minutes or whatever, right. instead of giving him a check because you know you spent all your money giving that to Joe Rogan, who talks about MMA and other topics like Jim Morrison that nobody under the age of sixty cares about. Look, <laughs> if you want to Spotify, if you want to hit these kids where they where, where they are, Joe Button reaches them. He's forty years old. He's our age. But Joe Button is talking about the things that they care about. He's got the guests that they want to they want to hear talk about whatever. Pay him. Not only look Joe Button, you ain't got to like the guy, but he's he's mastered the podcast game, man. He's made this into his mark. He's become the Howard Stern or Howard Stern like figure in the world of podcasting. He's making money. He's got adverts. He's reaching a million listeners a week. You Ooh. might want to pay this guy. He's you might want to pay this guy. He's almost there. You know, he's doing this thing. He got a little show. You know, he got a little tinker shop going. He's still but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Joe is one of those guys, man. You don't sit here and try to lowball him or, or 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 take him for naked because you 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 either spent your bag too much on Joe Rogan and 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 you forgot and neglected the fact that. You forgot to pay the guy who has a much bigger following and reaches more eyeballs and ears than, than Joe Rogan. You forgot to pay him. Whatever the case may be, you got to reevaluate and say, yeah, he's more important than. He deserves the bag. Just simply put, man, he created two podcasts that are still in the top of the stratosphere when it comes to podcast weekly viewership, listenership, what have you. Spotify, you, you, you effed up. Uh, number three is Boozy Badass. For attempting to pay Mark Zuckerberg a hundred thousand dollars so he could get his I don't know, what was it, his Instagram account reactivated. It's like look, all right, bro, look here. I sincerely doubt that Mark Zuckerberg is licking his chops for your hundred K. You got banned <laughs> for a reason. Stop having hood rats twerk naked on your account. It's part of the agreement that you click yes to or check off the box when you establish your account. Look, it's like I will not post naked bitches shaking and, 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 and whatnot on my page. I will not have explicit material. You agreed to that, and then you repeatedly... This is the thing about it. It wasn't like they just one and done you. 
You've been doing this for years. Stop having naked women shake their whatnots on your page. And don't think that a minute... Thank you. And don't think that a hundred K to Mark Zuckerberg Hey Mark, I know you're hurting for some cash, man. Look here, man. Look here, man. <laughs> I'm gonna bust you down with this bag, man. I'm gonna give you a hundred thousand chickens, man. You go ahead and give me my account back. Hey, it don't work like that. I'm sorry. Down in Jefferson Parish, Dirtwater, Louisiana, where you from, that may be the shit, but this is a different league, buddy. Different league. I hear player. <laughs> all right, fellas. Thank you as always for rolling. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Live Movie Files has been filed.